Hey there, it's Michael Costa from The Daily Show on Comedy Central. Ever wonder what happens behind the scenes or want to catch some extended interviews? Well, now you can. Listen to The Daily Show, Ears Edition podcast for full episodes, extended content, and a whole lot more. The Daily Show, Ears Edition is available wherever you get your podcasts. Jon Stewart is back at The Daily Show, which means he's also back in our ears on The Daily Show, Ears Edition podcast. Listen to The Daily Show, Ears Edition, wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to Comedy Central. This week on Tuning Out the News, the conservative hot take battles the culture wars, accusing Legos of introducing more inclusive characters to teach kids about critical plastic theory. Then, the elites on Inside the Hill tell comedian Ike Barinholtz that the Oscars promoted the dangerous idea of hanging on to your dreams instead of the Poland spring bottle you pee into at your factory job. But first, Fox News blames woke banks for the economic crisis, urging a return to bankers being completely incompetent on their own merits. It's Thursday, March 16th. Welcome to Tuning Out the News, the podcast. Up first, big news. Good evening, I'm James Smart with star of the viral video Man Scream Cries while watching Creed 3. The top story after the sudden collapse of Silicon Valley Bank, President Biden is reassuring consumers that their fake economy has never been less fake and they will not lose a single dollar while he is up for re-election. Meanwhile, Fox and Friends co-host and somehow history's most misguided Earhart, Ainsley Earhart, did her part to ease the panic, saying you should very calmly and carefully take a crowbar to the nearest ATM. I understand not ensuing panic, but I think it's time to be honest with the American people at, this, at the same time. We need to go to our banks and take our money out. Okay, dokie. That could not have gone over well with Fox News advertisers whose quirky business models are built around money existing. Critics blame the crisis on Silicon Valley Bank CEO, who, when discussing the company's assets, used the short-sighted, greedy strategy of not lying. That was absolutely idiotic. An employee who works on the asset management side of Silicon Valley Bank told CNN in an interview, they were being very transparent but their transparency and forthrightness did them in. Yes, don't tell us what's happening. Just tell us our money is safe and making lots of friends at the kennel. Oh, there's my money. Who's a good oh, money? Look at that Who's going to be over leveraged by the greedy bank? Daddy loves you, money. Yes, he does. Joining me now is Democratic strategist who still thinks she can convert Steve Karnacki, Lydia Parker. Good evening. Chief Washington Bureau Chief who only buys suits from the finest bin, Jonathan Keene. Hello. Chief Field Correspondent who had fried dough for breakfast this morning and every morning. James Smartwood Jr. Hey, Dad. And CBS News' senior White House correspondent whose first words to her child were, this is on the record, Weija Jang. Thanks so much for joining us, Weija. Great to be with you, James. You too. Now, have Biden's emergency actions reassured the concerned public that they'll still be able to withdraw their last $300 for a car repair before hitting up the dumpster for half a trash bag of pizza soup? Well, that was certainly the president's goal as he made remarks um, about this uh, Silicon Valley bank collapse. And he really had one message, which is to stay calm and not to panic. And he wanted to reiterate that even though depositors in this case would be made whole and they would have access to all of their funds to pay the bills, to pay employees, that the shareholders would not be protected, the investors would not be, and the uh, the people in charge 
coverage of this bank would not be either. You know, it's so reassuring that the fundamentals of our economy are strong, and the entire system only crashes overnight every seven years. All I know is that we must do everything we can to support the tech companies that turn us into hyper-stressed, overworked, jitter-brained chimps. Yes, absolutely. Now look, the worst thing we can do now is panic and cause a run on the banks, which is why we will now play calming music and footage. There. Isn't that nice? Okay, this country is definitely going down, and when it does, I get to keep all these chairs. Well, I, I want to keep the chairs. Let's start an alliance and split them. That's fine with me. I'm fine with that. Okay. I, I don't want to stand during the economic Armageddon. I, I want a chair, too. You're not getting a chair. Yeah, we don't always get what we want, Keen. Well, what are you going to do with three chairs? Barter them. You trade them. For spices. For nutrients. And oils. Okay, I have a pouch of saffron. How many chairs is that worth? That's like a, a, chair. a leg of a chair. A leg of a chair. Max. One one hundred. Okay. Oh, wasn't that great? See, everything's fine. Yay! 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 All right. As for conservatives, they have a theory on what caused the bank meltdown, but they're not taking the easy route and researching what actually happened. They're doing the hard work of blaming who they blamed in their previous segment. Silicon Valley Bank prioritized wokeness. This was one of those woke banks. Wokeism has supplanted merit. Take huge, risky gambles on crazy woke projects. Silicon Valley Bank is a woke Biden bank. They were holding seminars on Lesbian Visibility Day and National Pride Month. Yes, this collapse happened because Silicon Valley Bank was distracted with Pride Month, just like Fox News' stupid take happened because they were distracted by their Pride Month. We should give Fox News credit, though, for such an original take on this crisis. It takes a lot of ingenuity to use the word wokeness instead of minorities like they did in 2008. I don't remember a clarion call that said, Fannie and Freddie are a disaster. Only oh, to minorities and risky folks is a disaster. When Bill Clinton decided to tell Ro you know, Robert Rubin to rewrite the rules that govern the Community Reinvestment Act and push all these institutions to lend to minority communities. I don't disagree with you. Democrats, they force these banks through the Community Reinvestment Act to make these risky loans. Look at HUD yesterday uh, admitting five million illegal aliens were given mortgages. Look, Ouija, it's a pretty simple story here. Obviously, the woke mob convinced the bankers to hire lobbyists to convince government to deregulate the banks. Am, am I missing anything here? I really can't speak to what they were talking about in terms of wokeness, but it is no secret that there is a, an extreme lack of diversity in the tech industry um, and that the overwhelming majority of CEOs of startups who were impacted um, with this collapse of Silicon Valley Bank are white men. So um, those are facts that we know. I don't know how they're related to um, uh, the collapse itself. Well, first of all, I just want to applaud Rush Limbaugh for learning his lesson and sitting in, sitting out this fight this time. In Fox News' defense, white guys have never been at the center of a financial crisis because by the time it hits, they're at the center of the Mediterranean on a yacht. Would you say senator? Senator of the Mediterranean. There's a Senate chamber in the Mediterranean. Is that what you're saying? That's it. That's it. All right, let's move on with the show. Wokeism caused the Great Depression. I mean, we've all seen that famous photo of Wall Street bankers in 1929 reading articles by Ibram X. Kendi the day before the market crashed. Uh, if I could just jump in here, uh, what is that? Oh, uh, that that's actually always always been there. Uh, it was not there before the bank run. Is that your money? Uh, that That would be all of my money, yeah, sure. Okay, but you texted me and said we would not take out our money or we'd be selfishly causing mass panic. That's right. And then you took out your own money. 
I did. Well, it seems a little selfish. Oh, Dad, yeah, that reminds me. I got out all my money, like you said. Oh, yeah, me too. Uh, Not now, guys. So you told everyone but me to take out their money. Look, just everyone on my text thread with Junior, Lydia, and Ouija. Okay, I want on that text thread. Okay, it all comes out. You don't care about having to move into the bus station. Of course I do. You care about being on our secret little text thread. I care about all of it, James. All right, fine, fine. Ouija, are you okay with us putting Keen on the text thread? You do not have to say yes. I really have to think about it, Keen. I'm not I'm not sure at this point. Oh, oh sorry. Ouija, that, that I, really, I really need this But we text can text thread. separately. I'm that okay was the biggest that. mistake of your that. life, Kill Ouija. your phone, Ouija. Kill it dead forever. Thanks for the advice. I just might do that. All right, let's wrap it there. Sorry we didn't have time for Donald Trump blaming Mike Pence for January 6th because he stubbornly refused to walk into the mob with raw meat strapped to his body. Up next on Tuning Out the News, the podcast. The conservative panelists of Hot Take set their sights on woke Legos for another battle in the culture wars. But first, a word from our sponsor. Hey there, Jordan Klepper from The Daily Show and Comedy Central. Ever wonder what happens behind the scenes or want to catch some extended interviews? Well, now you can. Listen to The Daily Show Ears Edition podcast for full episodes, extended content, and a whole lot more. The Daily Show Ears Edition is available wherever you get your podcasts. Just for men. Goodbye, embarrassing gray. Hello, fresh road tar. Welcome back. This week... On Tuning Out the News, host Tyler Templeton and the right-wing panelists of Hot Take enlisted once again in the culture wars, taking on what they perceive to be the biggest threats to our nation. Legos, Chick-fil-A, and of course, Disney. Hey, it's Host who believes all objects should be labeled with the top speed you can ride them at. Tyler Templeton, alongside co-host who won her sorority superlative for most arrested, Bonnie Davis. Co-host who still doesn't understand why the public turned on Army Hammer, Susan Shepard. And co-host whose brain's recollection of friends' birthdays got replaced by lines from Boondock Saints, Austin Sparks. Silicon Valley Bank failed because Clint Howard didn't get an Oscar. This is Hot Take! What's up, armpit stain armada? Slap on the fatigues you proudly wear to trick corporate travelers into giving up their seat in business class. It's time for the latest from the front lines of the culture war. First up, Legos. Here is Fox News with the story. Lego is going woke. The company unveiling a range of new characters in the effort to be more inclusive. Lego says the new characters will promote diversity and understanding. Some will have anxiety issues. I don't know how you show that. One will have a missing limb, another Down syndrome. But the reason they force identity into toys is because they think identity comes with a built-in political orientation. And that's what they're after here. I'm not having it. Yeah, I'm not having it either, whoever the hell that guy was. I'm calling on the federal government, which is bloated and out of control, to seize all Lego factories and force them to only manufacture a Lego featuring a traditional nuclear family choking on their own identity crises. Every time they make a new type of Lego, they have to get rid of an existing one or so I assume. Otherwise, I would have zero reason to be upset about this. I knew this was coming when they made the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles green instead of the traditional white. Yeah, look, kids do what their toys do. Did you hear about this new trend where kids who play with Mr. Potato Head want to replace their genitals with ears? Oh Oh my god! Yeah! Why? Um, next battle. Chick-fil-A! 
Chick-fil-A used to combine my two favorite things, opposition to same-sex marriage and skydiving headfirst into a heart attack at age 35. But they've lost their way. The company announced today it will begin testing its first plant-forward entree, the Chick-fil-A cauliflower sandwich, at restaurants in three markets. What? I need an animal to die every time I eat. That's why whenever I eat toast, I stomp on a parakeet. I better not find out the soda straws are not cylinder chickens. The only way to make this better is for Chick-fil-A to raise the cauliflower in tiny cages. If we adopt a healthy plant-based diet, we risk living long enough to experience the consequences of our political actions. I cannot be alive for that nightmare. I gotta be dead. Next battle, once again, Disney. Florida Governor Ron DePete Sampras has signed a bill ending Disney's self-governance and transferring it to the state of Florida because government should only be the military and military-like enforcement of the governor's taste in cartoons. Governor Rondre DeSagasi explained his decision this way. You clearly had a movement within the corporation itself, of course, Burbank, California-based elements of it, that said it's their job or it's their goal to inject a lot of this sexuality into the programming for young kids. Yes, if characters are not straight, it's sexual. If they are straight, it's not sexual. That's why heterosexuality only has the word sex once, as opposed to homosexy sexualis sex. When I think of all the festive costumes and musical parades of Disney, I'm always saying, can you imagine if this ever turned gay? Well, luckily, Governor DeSantis controlling the Disney board will usher a new era of more kid-appropriate heteronormative characters. And tonight we have a special treat, an exclusive interview with the first one. Please welcome Alpha Penguin. Thanks for having me. Of course, thanks for being here, Penguin. So, what's in store for your first DeSantis-approved Disney project? It's fun for the whole family. That's amazing. Yeah, it starts on a normal day in Penguin Town, when suddenly a seal shows up who wants everyone to stop eating animals and start eating seaweed. So I pass a law that puts him in jail. The end! Wow, that sounds uh, that sounds great. And I, I assume, like all other beloved Disney movies, your character experiences a lot of personal growth. What? No, I'm the exact same person at the beginning and the end. If huh. anything, I get a little dumber. Oh, I guess that's cool. Wait, 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 I actually do learn something. Oh, what's that? Everyone sucks but me! Well, I bet there are some classic Disney songs that my kids will listen to nonstop. Oh, yeah, wait, yeah. 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 can't wait. The best. Oh, yeah, yeah, there sure is. At the climax, I go on a 20-minute rant against immigration while a walrus goes nuts on a timpani. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Sounds fun. Yeah. Um, any fun stories from behind the scenes? Oh, we had a blast, all right. I made the crew build a giant clock counting down the days until Moana turned 18. What? Whoa. Yeah. She's an angel on Earth. Yeah, she can literally read the stars in the sky, you pig. Uh-oh, here comes the woke mob coming to cancel oh. Alpha Penguin. Get in line, jerk-offs! You They should call you Rat Alpha Rat! Catch Alpha Penguin in Penguin Town! Coming soon to Disney Plus. Thanks for joining us, Alpha Penguin. Oh yeah, they're barely blow in the green room. Good God! When Tuning Out the News returns, the panelists of Inside the Hill are joined by comedian Ike Barinholtz to discuss the subversive agenda of Hollywood's biggest night, the Oscars. That's ahead.
Wingstop. Why stop your heart when you can Wingstop your heart? This week on Tuning Out the News, hosts Rich Ballard, Sarah Sabo, and the affluent panelists of Inside the Hill were joined by comedian Ike Barinholtz to analyze the dangerous message of this year's Oscars ceremony and discuss the future of comedy in the era of cancel culture. Plus, the panel puts Ike's Celebrity Jeopardy win to the test with some trivia of their own. Tonight, we're joined by comedian Ike Barinholtz to discuss the Oscars' divisive message that people can triumph over adversity even when they're not a failed bank. Let's go inside the hill. Sabo, and I'm past due for a racquetball court tantrum. And I'm Rich Ballard, and I make my son's bodyguards dress like Paw Patrol. Aw. And we're joined by Wall Street Journal columnist who hasn't washed one of her hands since she spanked a Coke brother in the 70s, Eleanor Palmer. Good evening. Let's jump in. It was an extremely divisive Academy Awards ceremony as Everything Everywhere All at Once won Best Picture, despite the film's outlandish conceit that poor people have thoughts and feelings. And to make matters worse, one of the film's stars, Best Supporting Actor Ki Hui Kwan, said that people can rise above the station the market's divine wisdom saw fit to place them in. My journey started on a boat. I spent a year in a refugee camp. And somehow, I ended up here on Hollywood's biggest stage. This is the American dream. What the f***? was that? Let's be clear. The American dream is receiving legacy admission to Princeton, an offer for a do-nothing Wall Street job, then retiring at age 27 on an insider trading tip from your Harvard Business School classmate turned senator. Uh, now I'm tearing up. Here to discuss is the star, executive producer, and writer behind Hulu's History of the World Part 2, actor and comedian Ike Barinholtz. Welcome, Ike. Oh, hey, Rich. Thanks for having me, guys. It's a pleasure. Absolutely. Now, Ike, you're a movie guy. His nickname is Mr. Movie. Mr. Movie, why are we celebrating all these sick stories about working class people striving for more? When will there be a movie about a CEO learning to use his bathroom's heated tile floor? I personally think it's great that, you know, we're celebrating, uh, you know, working class people. Um, I think, you know, a lot of times uh, we focus too much on on the uber wealthy. And uh, I think a lot of the people who see the movies are working class people. So it's, it's kind of a good thing, I would say, that we're telling stories about everyday people so they can relate to them. Now, I thought this was the best speech of the night. Take a look at this. Thank you, Ted Sarandos. And that's how it's done. Thank your corporate overlord. Really, really? beautiful. You know what I'm beautiful. Now, Ike, you are a comedian. That is so funny. It sure is. We love comedy. My favorite genre is Black Friday shopping videos where someone gets crushed. Stop, oh I'm going to have a laugh attack. But let's talk about the state of comedy. Everything's gotten so woke and sensitive that you cannot make jokes anymore. Yeah, you can't have classic comedy scenes like the Revenge of the Nerds rape or National Lampoon's Vacation's open racism. I, I think to your point about, you know, cancel culture, I, I think it's a little blown out of proportion a little bit. I, I think that a lot of times people who complain about it are people who just are mad that they're not getting big laughs or that people are telling them that they're bad. But I think a lot of people that people think are canceled are not. Like people are like, oh, Louis C.K. is canceled. He just played Madison Square Garden. Out of the things that we should be worried about in this country, cancel culture is probably somewhere like 
405 on the list. So, so just ahead of poverty. Mm-hmm. Well, you bring up Louis C.K., and sure, Louis C.K. sold out shows at Madison Square Garden, but only because all those people wanted to pay 30 bucks to drink a beer in a rat hole. Sure. Now, Ike, you won the most recent season of Celebrity Jeopardy. And that said, Jeopardy only tests knowledge about irrelevant topics like arts and sciences. Which brings us to our new quiz show, Inside the Hill Jeopardy. Now, Ike, we'll give you a clue that's actually relevant, and you give us the answer in a form of a question. Ready? Sounds good. First clue. This is how you guarantee a good table at Jean George. What is slip the maitre d' uh, 20? Oh, the correct answer is what is guaranteed admission at Buckley for the maitre d' secret affair baby? Oh. So close. Really specificity yes, is key with Now, next clue. This person is known for her greeting. Hello, sweetheart. Who is... Audrey from Little Trap of Horrors. Oh, we were looking for who is my neighbor Angela in Bridgehampton. Very oh. close, Ike. That, yeah, that's a that's a niche that's a niche question. Okay, it's time for final Inside the Hill Jeopardy. The clue is this makes me happy. Now write down your answer. Okay, I'm gonna write that down. It's pretty subjective, but. Um... Uh... All right, Ike, the clue was, this makes me happy. The answer, what is nothing? And I mean nothing. I've pursued fulfillment from sex dungeons in Bulgaria to monasteries in the Himalayas, and my existence only feels even more empty. I am a ghost, eternally wandering this cursed earth, hoping death brings respite from perpetually shoving wealth into the joyless howling void that is my heart. Ike, what is, what is you, what, 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 Ike, what do you have? I, I, I said, uh, what makes me happy is being with my family. Oh. Hmm way off. That actually, that means we have to take money away from a charity. Tough. After the break, Inside the Hill finally addresses the scandal of their recently leaked text messages. Stick around. L.L. Bean. Is that Paul Bunyan in the marketing meeting? Welcome back. Before we go, an apology. In 2020, after Bernie Sanders won Democratic primaries in New Hampshire and Nevada, we claimed that the Sanders campaign rigged Dominion voting machines, prompting a massive lawsuit against us. During the discovery phase, some of our private correspondences were released to the public. I'd like to offer a sincere apology for texting, everything we tell our viewers is a lie designed to benefit us, but they're too dumb to realize it. That was taken completely out of context. Yes, same goes for my text reading, if these texts leak, let's just say they were taken out of context, even though that's just another lie. I did not write that. I was hacked. And I was hacked when I wrote, Rich and I were definitely not hacked. These are our true thoughts. We lie to the viewers, they know we're lying, and they go with it because the lie is all they have. We hope that clears the air. Good night, everyone. Until next week, this has been Tuning Out the News, the podcast. If you're enjoying the podcast, please give us a five-star rating on Apple or Spotify. Watch Stephen Colbert Presents Tuning Out the News on Comedy Central, Wednesdays after The Daily Show. And follow us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok. This has been a Comedy Central podcast. 
Hey there, it's Michael Costa from The Daily Show on Comedy Central. Ever wonder what happens behind the scenes or want to catch some extended interviews? Well, now you can. Listen to The Daily Show, Ears Edition podcast for full episodes, extended content, and a whole lot more. The Daily Show, Ears Edition is available wherever you get your podcasts.